to the lost souls, the disintegrated spirits, the wanderers, the dreamers, and the seekers. Welcome to the Embodied Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle McGinnis. Our work in this podcast will be to foster healing, transformation, self-expression, creativity, and the development of consciousness. So with our intentions grounded firmly, let's settle in and do some integration work. Hey friends, happy Sunday and welcome back to another episode of the Embody Podcast. If you guys are loving what you're hearing on the show, I would really appreciate it if you slid over to iTunes, dropped a five-star rating or a written review and just let me know what you are loving about the show and what you want to hear more of. Those ratings and reviews help get the show organically into more ears and more souls across the world. So if you've already done that, thank you so much. So in today's episode, I really wanted to cover a question that somebody had asked me in messages after the last solo podcast that I did on the woman without hands. That is episode 154, the dismemberment and remembering of the masculine. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to that episode before you go any farther in this one because I'm not going to reread the fairy tale that I unpacked in that episode. I'm just going to bring up the question that I got asked and then dive into it. So the question that I was asked in context to the last episode is, okay, so this this girl gets her silver hands from her husband, the king, who then goes off and then she is sent into the woods for seven years and in that period of time she regrows her own hands back after her hands had gotten dismembered and and mutilated by her father when her father made the deal a deal with the devil for money synchronistically enough i think this is spot on for when psychic topics and ideas and different images are circling around your life they show up in different ways and so I'd never read the feminine and fairy tales by Marie Louise von Franz decided to read it on my break from school and <laughs> my free time and there is a whole section on the woman without hands and so I wanted to answer this question what happens when you are in the woods growing back your hands what is that process like when you are going into a state of introversion and learning how to grow your hands back. Because as I mentioned in the last podcast episode, the silver hands are amazing and they are a great stepping point in your healing journey, but they aren't your true hands. Um, So There is a process of trying to grow your own hands back. And I want to read a few sections of these excerpts from this book by Marie-Louise von Franz, The Feminine and Fairy Tales, and then I'll, I'll break it down and then I'll just circle around it that way. I think that's the best way to do it for me. I don't know if if it's the best for you guys, but sorry about that. Um, So on page 90, she continues to talk about the story, but I'm going to read a little bit. The girl without hands has to suffer because her father did not solve his own problem decently, but avoided the conflict by selling her to the devil 
seen from a woman's standpoint, she is threatened by a terrible animus. So the animus in Jungian psychology is the contrasexual other in the unconscious. It is the unconscious masculine in a woman. If you primarily identify as a female, then your ego is going to be more oriented to the feminine. The masculine is going to be a little bit more unconscious. And so the animus is what Jung called the contrasexual other. Von Franz is saying, seen from a woman's standpoint, she is threatened by a terrible animus. As soon as she touches anything on the site of life activity, she may fall into animus possession or a power drive and becomes as cold, ruthless, and brutal as her father was. All she can do is to keep right out of the life of the spirit. So this is what happens when part of our our feminine nature is unprotected and undeveloped in relationship to the masculine. So von Franz is saying in context to a woman that has a very fragile feminine ego, sometimes that can get that can get gripped or under possession a quote-unquote a terrible animus so this is an animus who sacrifices the feminine ego for a power drive for a sense of power so von franz says she protects herself by a pure attitude the tears wash her hands and she remains clean but the devil has tried to get her and her father has had to chop off her hands she is thus mutilated and unable to take up any activity in life this is what happens when we get our hands chopped off by power drives we are inflated with this false sense of power but we don't have this embodied way of handling our stuff when we are possessed by a power drive our ego is swinging between identifying with as the woman without hands so this powerless feminine then identifying as the father who gets his power by dismembering the feminine so we don't want to think of ourselves as only just the woman without hands when this dynamic is happening we want to see ourselves as every character in the fairy tale and so we swing from the woman without hands feeling powerless to the masculine who sacrifices the feminine to get his power and there are so many women including myself who have been caught in this cycle of swinging between powerlessness and power drive powerlessness of the feminine power drive by identifying with the masculine and i think where von franz goes with the going into nature and going into the forest i think it has to do with sacrificing the identification with the masculine so that the spontaneity of the genuine feminine expression can be redeemed she says whenever a woman has an unredeemed demonic side within her all her activities connected with the heiress relationship with even her husband and children will be performed in an artificial way what cannot be produced spontaneously is brought about by force of will which leads to an unfortunate situation according to the story She says there's insufficient spontaneity symbolized by the silver hands, which replace those that have been cut off. Instinct, 
the genuine hands is replaced by the collective roles of society. The silver hands is, is more of a mechanical way of getting through life. You can definitely handle it, but it's not a genuine spontaneity, instinctuality, and surrendering into the spontaneity of life. She said, but such people will be aware of a dead corner within themselves of something unredeemed and the restless seeking remains as though the devil stirred in the background and would not leave them alone. In our story, the devil interferes again and works up a plot for the misunderstandings between the king and the queen so that she is accused of having birth to a changeling and is driven out into the forest where she lives in a lonely hut protected by an angel. She is driven into nature where she has to find the connection to her own positive animus within instead of functioning by collective rules and the mechanical sacrifice of the feminine. She has to go into deep introversion. The forest could equally well be the desert or an island in the sea or the top of a mountain. She is cut off in the stillness of virgin country, which would imply that she has to retire into her own loneliness and must realize, for though it looks as though she had the husband, she has the children or the job or whatever it is that she can identify with her silver hands, she is not yet really alive. Most women, since they depend so much on relationship and long for it, have great difficulty admitting to themselves how lonely they actually are and in accepting that as a given situation in their lives. To retire into the forest would be to accept loneliness consciously and not try to make relationships with goodwill, for that is not the real thing. According to my experience, it is very painful but very important, for women to realize and accept their loneliness. The virgin soil would be the part of the psyche where there is no impact of collective human activities, and to retire to that would be to retire not only from all of the opinions of the masculine view of life, but from any kind of impulse to do what life seems to demand of one. The forest would be the place of an unconventional inner life, in the deepest sense of the word. Living in the forest would mean sinking into one's innermost nature and finding out what that actually feels like. Vegetation symbolizes spontaneous life and offers healing to the woman who has been destroyed by the negative masculine or a negative mother complex. In both cases, the girl is doomed to passivity and has to go back to the unhurt virgin ground in her soul. In practical life, if you ask such a woman what she would do if she could rid herself of all of the demands of her outer life, usually she says despairingly that she does not know. She just feels like sitting on the edge of the bed and crying. You can ask if she would like to talk to somebody or listen to music or contact friends, but there is nothing. If one regresses to this primitive inner layer, it is because one cannot live on the ordinary level without other human beings. As long as one is on that level, one has to be a part of it. But the forest is the place where things begin to turn and to grow again. It is healing through regression. Thus, the girl was forced to go into the forest and there she met an angel. If there is such a zero point where life is reduced to absolutely nothing, the fairy tale says that one should then go completely into nature 
Frequently, women say that the only way in which they can enjoy life a little and not feel so bad over their difficulties is by taking long walks in the woods or by sitting in the sun. This is a genuine tendency, for it seems as though only nature in its virgin beauty and essence has the power to heal in such a case. Women have a very deep relationship to nature in its positive form. Relationships to animals can also affect this cure. And many women make a relationship to the pet, which at the time may mean more to them than anyone else because it is unconscious simplicity. It appeals to the wounds within them. Relationship to a human is a differentiated task, but relationship to an animal is simple. And in feeling it, the lost tenderness may be discovered. At first glance, it might seem that the angel had been added to the story at a later date, but apparently there's always something resembling the angel, even in versions of the story where they do not believe in angels, or it may be a bird sent by God. In the Russian version of the tale, it is an old man. God himself comes down to help the poor girl. So divine intervention seems to be a genuine aspect. God himself, or one of the messengers, intervenes. Practically, this means that only a religious experience can help a woman out of her difficulty. In the supreme moment of loneliness and sadness, it is though activity has began in the unconscious, for in that moment the hands are healed. The text says that her hands grew again as before. Different variations are sometimes more detailed, but they always refer to a healing by nature and not by doing something special. In many versions, the hands are healed by putting her arms around a tree. That is, she gets healed by the process of inner growth, the tree being a symbol of the process of individuation. In the quest of the hero, it is responsible action that brings about the process of individuation. The heroic deed and tremendous suffering are aspects of the process. But sometimes, also, without anything being done, things change and become better. There is a natural process of growth, of maturing and transforming in the psyche. There are such situations where one has to wait, and non-interference is actually the healing factor. Again, that was Marie-Louise von Franz in The Feminine and Fairy Tales. But it's really interesting because not intervening, not overly asserting your pure acts of will towards your healing experience and learning to contain and trust the spontaneous healing that happens within the psyche when you introvert and you continue to go into those deeper layers within yourself, that is part of reclaiming that instinctual spontaneity, the trust of the self-regulating nature of the psyche This is posted all over my website about my methodology around the way I operate with clients is actually it's paradoxically about doing less and stepping aside and creating a space for your psyche soma to remember how allow your consciousness, your ego, your sense of I to sit back and watch the miraculous self-regulating process of the psyche if it's contained adequately and that is what happens in the forest is you go into this space and it's not this heroic quest where you're looking to slay dragons sometimes it's going into the forest and bumping up into those deeper transpersonal levels of the psyche that says hey, you don't have to do it all here. Let me help you. 
and part of growing your own hands back is learning to trust that that process will spontaneously unfold if given an opportunity, if contained adequately. And yeah, also talking about those in those spaces, it's connecting to the to the disidentification with our roles, not mechanically, unconsciously operating through our everyday without a sense of meaning, without a sense of consciousness in your movement through your day and recognizing who am I without that role that I have been assigned because unconscious identification with the role can be unconsciously accepting your silver hands as your hands for the rest of your life period like just because you can handle life that means your process is done and I don't believe that is actually what the story is trying to communicate and so the disidentification with the role of your purpose from the perspective of the collective and going into nature and recognizing what is the deeper innermost layers of the psyche asking from you and can you trust that without knowing what exactly that's going to look like what that's going to mean for you, what that says about who you are going to be in relationship with along the way. Because that's the biggest thing about going into the forest is you're not reliant on an outer human being to carry the projections of your wholeness. You have to rely on the inner factors, the transpersonal factors, of the psyche to help you through that process so it is a an intense movement from the extroversion out into the world in your family system into the introversion of soul and so i hope that this answers your question for the person who asked it to me and hopefully gave you some more to chew on again i'll link the lecture by the Jungian scholar of, of the fairy tale if you didn't catch that in the last episode but I really appreciate you guys engaging with this story and if you found this these topics interesting engaging and you want more material to chew on such as this the mother archetype workshop series starts October 31st And my fiance and I, Rick, are doing our next book club, The Soul's Code, on October 30th. So either of those are going to be incredibly nourishing of genuine conversation. So you guys can check those out in the show notes as well. But with that being said, we will chat on Thursday. Bye, guys. Thank you.